Hello and happy Sunday. Welcome to today's episode of MPs and Jack the Tea. My name is Karen. And I'm Natalie. Welcome back, Natalie. Where the hell have you been? <laughs> I know. Let me tell you, work is just such a huge learning curve and so much stuff to do and so much studying for work that I've been MIA. So sorry, but you trekked it along and you kept us going. So thank you, Karen. Jesus Christmas. So (laughs) tell our listeners where you've been. You would think that you were on vacation somewhere. I I wish I was on vacation somewhere, but no, I was working and it was my first couple weeks of work and it has been very, very interesting. It's a huge learning curve, honestly, being an ortho. I mean, I don't feel like we get into it too, too much in school. If you agree with me, I feel like it's just kind of one of those things that they kind of skimmed by real fast and it was kind of it. So it was just kind of a huge learning curve and just learning how to read x-rays and watch people walk and be able to see little deviations here and there. And so it was just a lot at once and then having to learn a whole new EMR that I've never heard of before. So it was just quite a lot, but it's actually been very interesting so far. And I'm still studying as if I were a student anyway. So yeah, it's like school twice. <laughs> Listen, I agree with you because when I was in school, I learned the bare minimum on x-rays. So I, right. you know, like, and not even learning the bare minimum on x-rays per se. I mean, on ortho in general. Right. Like, when we got discussions, like, what do you think this x-ray says? I don't know. I'm not a radiologist. You know, like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> right. And when I was at work, they're like, oh, these are bone spurs. I'm like, I don't see what you're talking about. I mean, now I have a better idea, but they would just put up an x-ray and say, what do you think? I'm like, I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, like what do you, you think? Tell, like, what do you think? <laughs> whatever I'm you like, think is I'm what like, I think, buddy. <laughs> right. Whatever you think, I agree with you 100%. But I wow. Just, you know, it's just a big learning curve and having to, I, you know, I don't think I ever really realized how heavy it is on x-rays, but obviously, sure. you know, now it is. But really learning how to master reading that is definitely a huge priority. Yeah, so. definitely. So what do you think that their expectations are? I mean, like going into ortho, I mean, it's a new entity, like you said, yes. it's a new, it's a learning experience, it's a great learning experience. What do you think their expectations are of you being, you know, you told me, I remember you telling me that you're now a female, you're a female going into a place where you're going to, there's a lot of testosterone. Right, right. So Exactly. So, you know, I was and still am kind of not concerned, but like, I just keeps my guard up because I feel like I'm going into a more, I guess, male dominated field, I guess, if you will. So Mm -hmm. it's definitely interesting. Everybody's very nice. Everyone's very cool. They're happy to teach me. So it's nothing of like, you know, me kind of intruding into a you know male dominated area or anything like that. But it's just something that I'd have to make my place in the field and something that obviously I'm going to have to work on. But it is definitely interesting to go into an environment like that because it's so important that you say that, too. And yeah, I, I hope that we have a lot of listeners out there listening or whoever is listening, because I feel that 
a lot of women or even men that go into a field where it's more prominent of the right. other sex, exactly. they feel a little bit of an intimidation factor. Sure. And that, maybe intimidation is a strong word, but I don't know what other word would be an appropriate word to use when you go into an office and you have three to four males working and you're that person that's like, wait a minute, I'm the only female here. or the only Right. Male I agree so with that. Like, and honestly, like, I don't think intimidating is really strong of a word. I think it's it hits it on the head really nicely, or at least just being kind of, I don't want to say cautious, but I agree with you. Like the word is kind of hard to figure out, but you know, you're just kind of like on edge thinking, okay, you know, I'm in a kind of a male dominated area. I'm a female. So I have to make my place in this field. And I mean, I don't think I would consider myself a hundred percent of a girly girl, even though my Instagram would show otherwise. Yeah, but that's great. As, you know, so I feel like I can kind of hang with the guys if you, you know, were to say that. But you know, it's kind of a fun field. It's not. I like having a kind of a change and not always just being so estrogen or so like testosterone heavy, but kind of having a little bit of each. But it's definitely because like, there are women that work there. Like but as far as providers, it's mostly male. Yeah. So it's that, definitely I mean, interesting. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you because you get to embrace that. Right. And I do like the work. Like I was telling you earlier, it's very interesting work. It's very cool to see someone so educated and tell you how to look for, you know, someone that doesn't walk well. Or is, it, is there a varus thrust? Like, is there something wrong? Like, how are we going to fix them? Are we going to, uh, what type of material for their, you know, prosthesis are we using? There's just, because I'm working with um, like an orthopedic surgery. So that's very interesting to see and be able to, you know, do um, pre-op patients and be able to kind of, determine if they're a candidate for surgery or you know clear them or not like it's just very interesting to be able to be ortho heavy but also kind of still use primary care into my day in a way if that makes sense so it's definitely kind of cool it's like primary care uh, some part of the time but then obviously mostly ortho but it's not like I'm losing it which is kind of interesting as far as like interpreting labs and like making sure that I know that the person's actually healthy enough to go through surgery. So that's definitely been a very interesting, but a huge learning curve. Yeah. And you get to learn a lot. I mean, at the same time, you get to adapt and, you know, also adapt to your surroundings, adapt to how they work, adapt to, you know, what is forthcoming. And at the same time, you get to input, you know, like what you think, you know, put your skills to work. And I think what's also nice for where I'm at is that I think they're very, very heavy on continued learning. It's not like where you go somewhere and you don't know something and they're kind of like, why don't you know that? You know, or, you know, their expectations are, you know, I think some people forget that they were once new and they didn't know everything. Mm. And so I think here it's not that case. It's just we're continuously learning because at the end of the day, you're practicing medicine. You're not mastering medicine. Right. You know what I mean? So that's I, a definite I, I love way that to put mindset. It. And I feel like that's something that everyone, whatever specialty you want to do or not specialist or whatever you want to do, have a place where they support you, but also encourage continued learning and are not going to look at you if you don't know something because at one point they didn't either. So as long I as people that. can you know, not forget that. That's I huge. love that. Yeah, that's I that's a bonus. I love that because it's difficult to go into a place and not you know, fine as to exactly. what to expect. Like Especially it's like as what a am I expecting? Grad, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Because and then you know like, like how did you feel? Like like first of all, how did you come about because 
I have to be honest with you and mm-hmm. everybody that, you know, like I said, this is geared towards anybody and everybody as far as like students, nurse practitioners, right. um, those who have graduated, pending to graduate, whatever. This is like for everybody. How right. did you feel when you finally found a job? Because mm-hmm. I do see a lot of questions um, like when you finally look for that job. And you're like, okay, oh shit, like this is real. <laughs> yes. I'm going to walk into this office. Like, what, like, what do I do? Like, what's the first thing right. that I do? Like, how, I mean, you take off your, you're still a nurse, but now you have to put your thinking cap on as to, you know, am I going to get so, presented a situation that I might feel stuck on? Do I take right. my reference tools with me? Cause we're given reference tools. Like, right. do I, you know, ask a million questions to dial a friend? Do I have a lifeline? Right. Help me SOS. No, I completely get that. Well, first of all, for me, to be 100% honest with you, it when I got this job, I felt like I made it. Because, you know, when I spoke before that I went straight from nursing school to FNP school, a lot of people were like, you're not going to find jobs. Mm-hmm. nursing experience besides clinical so to be honest with you when I got this job I was like wow I made it and it was an incredible feeling for me because I'm like it's just like shutting everyone down like everybody has a different path everybody has a different journey to get to where they need to go and like that just like first of all getting it was just like oh it's incredible then afterward I'm like oh my god I have a job <laughs> you know right, like, right. like I have to work so the good thing was when I originally got this job before I accepted it, uh, they gave me the opportunity to shadow around the practice, speak with the doctors, speak with the PAs, you know, kind of see how their day went. And I feel like if you're interviewing and they don't give you that option, maybe that would be nice to ask for that option to see if that's a place where one, you can thrive. Because for me, I am not a person to be in the hospital. Outpatient is more my gig. So Mm. obviously I would not be applying to any inpatient, you know, uh, positions, but I need to know that wherever I am, I feel like I can thrive in and be fine. So because I had that opportunity and I saw and met everybody and saw like how their day to day was, I felt very comfortable being able to start there. Another thing, thank you. Another thing is, is um, like I said before, in terms of having people, um, you know, some people you might go and you're new and they don't really want to teach you because, you know, they're at their stage where they already know pretty much everything that they need to know about their job. And it's kind of hard teaching somebody new. But when you have people that were able to kind of like when I would shadow the other PAs there, they would over explain things to patients more for me to understand where they're thinking, which was mm-hmm. huge. Yeah. I really didn't even expect them to do that. But I think I got lucky in terms of the people that work there that are very intelligent in their field, but also made the time to explain things to me. So I, that I can't help anybody predict how that's going to be like or what type of co-workers you're going to have but yeah something like that that's awesome because it's it's so appreciated it's so it really is and if someone takes the time to do that they're probably more likely for you to or be open for you to ask questions definitely ask questions definitely bring your resources right now I'm only bringing Hippocrates on my phone um everyone says ortho bullets is really good for um you know, for ortho, if that's what your specialty, but for right now, what I'm doing, that's 
very, very helpful is, so right now I'm shadowing because obviously I don't know what I'm doing yet. Um, but any type of, any definition, any term, any test, anything that they talk about that I have no idea what they're talking about, I bring my computer with me. I type it in there. I have like a whole notes of just ortho um, information. And then I'd go home and then clarify any definitions or watch videos on certain tests of, you know, knees or, or hips or whatever, and then just kind of make my own study guide. So I review that, or if I have to talk or give education on pre-op patients, I say the same thing over and over. Make you kind of like, what was explained to me is it's hard to prepare ahead of time for this field in particular. So whatever I'm learning, I'm making sure that I understand it that night, you know, and then the next time I come in, I have, now I know what you're talking about before I, you know, would have no idea. Yeah. That's so a great to me, idea. That's very helpful. I think whatever specialty you're in, because that's whenever you shadow someone, write everything they say down, whatever term, even if you think, you know, it, if they explain it a different way, cause they're actually ones working in there, we just get terms in textbooks. You know, we don't get real life experience. Definitely. So, you know, whatever they're saying, take it into account. Even if you've heard it a million times, write it down because you're going to have to explain that one day to your patient. Yeah. So that's been, what's been really, really helpful for me is just whatever they say, make a study guide. You know, I have like my little, you know, pre-op information, definitions, tests, like make it organized and then just put every, you know, fill it out and then put it in their respective places in the end of the day. And just review it, just like you were studying for a test, because you're studying for your job, so that you can repeat it to your patients. Yeah, that makes sense. That's been very definitely sense. I mean, I agree. I myself um, start tomorrow. Ooh, (laughs) that's so exciting. Yeah, and it's very nerve wracking. It's very exciting. Sure. And um, almost a similarity, Um, like you know, you and I, you know, we've had previous work experience, you know, whatever it may be, but we know what it is to work. But um, at the same time, you know, I encompass myself in knowing that this is a new work experience, like I said. Exactly. And um, I know that there are certain things and particular things that obviously there are policies and procedures just like in every place that you need to follow. Right. and I think the nervous part of that is just like, what do you expect? What do you do? Exactly. You know, are, is it going to be this strict? Is it not going to be this strict? Is it going to do this? Is it going to do that? And I think right. I have to, you know, learn how to be a little bit more open and receptive to what is coming forth. Um, right. Am I excited? Yes. Am I nervous? Heck yes. You know, <laughs> yes. If I was to tell you that I'm not nervous, I would be lying because now right. I'm, Every, you, you have know, to be nervous. I'm, of course, you know, I'm entering a role now as a provider. So obviously, you know, there, you know, these are patients that I'm going to be with on a daily basis. And, you know, right. to me, it's very important to provide the most utmost care to my patients. So exactly. um, I want to, I think what makes me nervous now is that I will be responsible in entering the appropriate, you know, CPT codes and ICD codes. And I, I think that exactly. makes yeah. me a little bit nervous because that's not anything that I've done before. So now right. I'll be responsible in learning how to do these things. Um, I hope that you know that it's I'm embraced the same way and yes. that I have that ability to have that lifeline to be able to ask my resources you know because the expectation is that we go and we're able to ask our resources but 
in previous experiences, you mm-hmm. know, like you made a definitely a good point, And I validate that point because I agree with you a thousand percent. And previous experiences as an ER nurse or as a PACU nurse where I've interviewed before and I've gone through the whole process of policies and procedures, I agree with you a thousand percent that you should reach out to your resources and have the ability to ask questions to your conceptor and whoever you shadow (laughs) with because it's key to you being able to learn Mm-hmm. what you're going to learn on the if you're going to work on a floor that's a specialty floor you you have to know you know the medication that you're giving right. the procedure that you're doing because to be deer in headlights it's it's okay to be nervous but to stand there and kind of be frozen and not really know like what's going on what you're it's not gonna fly yeah, yeah why not for long at least you know, they'll understand that you're nervous, but at the same time, you know, like it's very important for you to understand why you're giving a hypertensive medication. If it's contraindicated, you know, if it, if it, if it interacts with anything else, that's, that's important information for you to know. Right. Um, And also too, when you're asking, you know, questions for your, you know, preceptor or whoever you're shadowing or whatever, it's not just learning the information, but learning the information of how that particular office does their own work. And obviously you're not going to know unless somebody tells you, you may know from, you know, clinical experience, how you did things. And that could be completely different from how you're going to do things now so it's super important to ask tons and tons of questions or like kind of see how they work oh yes let me tell you when I was in clinical I only used to hear and see how my instructors would point particular students out really point particular students out I was an instructor myself and I tried not to be harsh on my students I truly really tried (laughs) I truly tried I believe you yeah, but guess what? I really didn't do the best. Now, I wasn't the meanest instructor, but I was a little bit finicky. Okay. I was a little bit finicky. And That's it's fair. only because I believe that, you know, and I'm not even I believe I wanted my students to do better than what they really put their effort in doing. And that's a great goal. Yeah, that's fair. It is. I mean, you you I I can't have you go onto a floor and um, ask you to give uh, diabetic medication and you don't know the route, you know, like it's, it's right. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. (laughs) You know, it's not, it's, I mean, and that's something that she'd be learning in school. So that while you're in clinical, I mean, you, you can't say to me, like, I don't know how it's given. I don't know the sites. Um, it's something that you have to learn. You have to know what sub Q is, IM is, transdermal, vessel, you know, that's the, uh, totally the fair. Gluteal, vessels lateralis. You have to know your sites. Right. So it's, you know, that's a, a fair thing. And it's very benign. Right. So for, you know, for me, stuff like that is important. Now, I wasn't one of those instructors like, oh my God, to the guillotine. You know, that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely not. But I have seen instructors. Like even now, us yep. being in, in NP school, mm-hmm. like, you know, in clinical, yep. if an instructor said to us, hey, guys, we're in the forum and I expect you to answer the question. I'm not in this forum talking here by myself. Right. <laughs> My instructor used to do exactly. that. Exactly. If this patient is in DKA, what right. kind of urine are you going to see? Right. 
you know, what's the urine? What are the ketones? What are the, you know, what's the protein? What's the, you know, like there are questions there. So you have to differentiate and he doesn't expect you to be like a whiz kid, but you have tools, you have references, right? You know, like use your references, look it up. That's the whole point. Yeah, Google it. <laughs> right. I don't know. You're it's like asking. it's not like they're asking you on the spot to answer these questions. It's ask just like Jeeves. you. <laughs> oh my god! I remember Ask Jeeves. I use that all the I don't time. Know. Ask oh Jeeves. Does anybody remember who asked Jeeves? Is? I do. Oh my Guys, god! That brought back so many memories. Who Ask Jeeves is? Oh my god! Comment please? in the yes. Podcast, please, please comment. Please oh my god! And say I remember who oh Ash Jeeves. Oh my god! You brought back Please. so many memories. Oh my god, guys! If you remember, does that exist? Huh? Does that exist still? I don't know if it exists. You know what? I'm gonna look it up. Shit! Right if now. you remember who Ash Jeeves is, oh, oh my, my gosh, God! Let me see. Shoot! I'm telling you, there's a lot of people who do not know who Ash Jeeves is. Oh my Jeeves god! Is. Google it. Shit. Okay, I mean, I'm like, doing, it, I'm if, doing it right now. No, what I mean is, like, if you don't know your resources, you know, <laughs> let me tell you something. I use. Oh, they um, do. They do. Para- don't say nothing. If you find it, don't even say nothing, Natalie. Don't say <laughs> nothing. Let them find out. There was Taraskin, the encyclopedia thing, or the whatever. That I don't remember. Yeah, the Taraskin. You know, like you looked it up and, you know, you looked up your resources. I used to walk around with that little EKG spiral book. I used to walk around. They had everything. Every resource there was, I would look it up. I used to be the laminate queen. I used to laminate shit. Like, so, I mean, tomorrow I will be like, if I'm going to kindergarten with my little book bag. (laughs) (laughs) No, but you're going to be prepared. Can you imagine have, yeah, I'm gonna have like my little lunchbox ready. I'm I have gonna my have box. yeah. The only thing that's not gonna be around is my husband and take me to the bus stop. But I'll be ready. I'll be ready. You know, like, I'll take you to the bus stop. <laughs> you'll take me to the bus stop. Yeah. Hey, that's right. so and, funny. It is what it is at this point. You know, like I'm going in there, like I said, with an open mind. And right. I know a lot of people um, are like, ew, primary care. Bleh. Oh, my God. People but, need to stop. Hey, guess what? We need people in the field. To, I'm going to embrace primary care. Yes. I'm going to learn about hypertension. Yep. I'm going to learn about the earaches. Yep. <laughs> The belly aches, the, dad the chest pains, and everything else. Because yep. at the end of the day, that that's a hundred percent of our world. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> it really and I mean, is. we need people in primary care. We need people in preventative care. It's very mm-hmm. important. I understand a lot of people that don't care for it, and that's completely fine. But fine. it's huge to have that knowledge base because if you ever yeah. do decide, oh, if you ever do decide to specialize, you'll have a huge knowledge base. And yeah. if you don't, great. Listen, I, I look at it this way. When I first started nursing school, mm-hmm. and this is the way I tell people to look at it. When when I see some people they don't like, um, and I and I read a lot of you know the stuff on the forums and I and right. I hear it, I also hear stuff on the outside, um, from people at work. Right. When I when I hear in general, oh my God, I just don't like it. I hate it. I can't wait to finish. I'm like, listen, when I first started nursing school. I started on a medical surge floor. Okay. A lot of people hated medical surge. 
That's what I they, heard, yeah. they hated medical surge. I don't want to go to a medical surge floor. I hate it. I want to go to the OR. Right. I want to go to the ER. Everybody wanted to go to a specialty floor. ICU, OR, ER. Right. So guess what? This is what I think about it. And I really do hope that some people will kind of consider or just take in mind what my experience is and why you should really consider med surge just for a little bit right the reason i feel that you should go to a med surge or telemetry floor even if it's just for a little bit i'm not gonna lie to you i was only there for eight months but i will tell you why i feel that being on a general floor like that you will gain the experience or at least a little bit of the experience that you need to be able to go to a specialty floor because on a regular on a regular floor you will learn to have a certain amount of patience that you can learn time management with you can learn how to administer medications you can right. learn how to have bedside care how to place foley's how to place ng tubes that's a how great to point. Do iv insertions how to do um how to um be involved with the plan of care with the with the specialty doctors with the intensivists with the admitting doctors with the case managers right you with a whole multidisciplinary team People do not realize when you go and in the ICU, yeah, you see all these specialty doctors, but you're in and out. That's not your only patient. Right, exactly. When the the emergency room, it's even worse. You treat them and treat them. And you need to be in the moment with that patient. Right. And in the ER, they expect you to go, go, go. Right. You, You need to know. There is no give me a little notebook. You better, better, I don't know what you're doing. You're like a sonographer. No, right. You need to know. And any other floor and in the OR, even worse, you're standing for like 12 hours. um, You barely get a break and you're all over the place running and you need to know everything in the OR. Trust me, I was a PACU nurse, recovery nurse. So I did both. Nice. So I feel that it will not hurt you just to get no. that little bit of a grass on a medical search floor or a tele floor. So that way you can get the knowledge that you need, take it with you and say, okay, I did it. Now I can go because I'm not lying to you. I'm, I'm telling you, that's exactly what I did. I, my supervisor right. came around one day and I said, you know what, Joan, <laughs> um, <laughs> time for me to go right and she's like where are you going I was like I'm not here go to the ER. <laughs> I want to go to the ER and she said to me Karen you know it's been less than a year because where I used to work you had to have a year she's like it's been less than a year and I said to her please give me the chance to at least float to the ER right once a month and I promise you I'll keep my position here right so, so you got you gotta learn how to do tit for tat there you go and I said I promise you I'll keep my position here. Just let me get the feel of what it is to be in the ER. And little by little, see, I did the little, like the Jedi mind trick. She didn't know that little by little, I was getting in the ER when people would call out, (laughs) people would take vacations. That's what I I made my way into that emergency department until the system came open. But I was ready. Right. You were ready and to go. I was ready to go. And and some people can be, some people get scared. Some people don't do it. I've precepted plenty that are just like, Mm-mm, the same for me. 
I precepted some that never right. came back. Exactly. <laughs> they never came yeah, back. Yeah, that would They're be like, me. That would know. be me. I would have shown up and then at lunch or if I got a lunch, I wouldn't come back. But like, nope. Uh-uh. Yeah. Nope. I precepted one who almost passed out yep. in the trauma room. And sure I was wasn't like, me. girl, you better wake up. And then I precepted another one who who said she was going to go out for lunch, but she never came back. <laughs> I, I that would be me. not. That would I be kid me. you not. And let me tell you something. <laughs> I, I, we're going to have to do a podcast on life in the ER because it's, I would it's love been to amazing. Hear that. Yes, I would but love to hear all your stories. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, it's, it's, a, it's a good experience. And I'm so happy that you found something that you're interested in. You found something that you're able to work with these men and they're oh, embracing the fact that they have you there and they're willing to teach you and c- kind of like essentially take you under their wing right. and show you the ropes. That's that's a really beautiful thing. Thank you. And, and that's what I was like, you know, worried about. And not just like with them in particular, but just in general, wanting, you know, someone to just say, oh, okay, let me teach you. Or, or even if I just... You know, it was like well, the other day I looked completely lost and one of them were like, are you okay, Natalie? I'm like, that's so nice. Thank you. No. no and that's great because <laughs> you you know, know, like- not a lot of people, you know, not a lot of people have that, you know, like that backup, that right. support, you know, and, and that, you know, I need that. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I definitely need that. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. A lot of people don't know like what they're going into um when they get out of school like a perfect example you know like one of our listeners uh mm-hmm. Stalula she's one of our listeners hi Stalula hey. hey girl hey <laughs> so she had made a comment that she likes adult what is it adult ger- geriatric mm-hmm. and let me tell you something that is huge yes. out there yep huge and we need a people in adult oh, girl you are banking some buckaroos there right because not only not only are you giving a back to the adult community mm-hmm. to the adult geriatric community because that is an amazing thing for you to do but it is a, a large it is a, a big thing not a large but it's a big thing right now that it's being it's being seeked at right i currently have three friends that are in the adult jury community okay and um I don't know whoever's hating on Salute because <laughs> they're stopping. Or anyone for that matter. That's exactly. You better stop that nonsense because this girl is going to go far with what yes. she has decided to do. And she is creating her own platform. And right. this is a profession that she wants to do. And, uh, you know, as, in regards to whoever wants to do adult jury, whoever wants to do aesthetics, whoever wants to do derm and Whatever GI, guess what? I don't want to look in colons all day, but I'm not <laughs> hating on my friend who's right. doing and that's why you're GI and P. Like people don't want right. to smell GI bleeds, you know, like right. oh. And I can mean, we just say people need to stop hating each other for whatever specialty yeah. or not specialty or whatever I they're mean, doing. Everybody needs to do their own thing. At the yeah, end of the day, you're the one thing. working. You're the one that needs to go through this. So if yes. someone is questioning whatever specialty you want to do, F no. them. This is honestly this and is, just do what you need to do. Yes. That's ridiculous. It's so do. ridiculous. And if probably whoever's hating on you is either not even in the medical field or doesn't have the same intelligence as yeah, y'all. This is, you know, you know what? what? So don't even worry as, about it. As practitioners, this is, your, this is your own growth. And this is, right. you know, this is like- This is a you journey. I don't know what Yeah, this journey. is a you journey. And we yep. love the fact that 
everybody is coming together and just doing this in general, you know, this is huge for us, like to it's go into a field, definitely not easy. You know, New York just got autonomy. Kansas just got autonomy mm-hmm. and yep. we're, we're rocking this autonomy nonsense. So, right. you know, this is, this is a beautiful thing that yes. we're able to have this, this privilege. So guess what? If you want to be that nurse practitioner that's out there, you know, growing flowers and it's a, and it's a thing. Tell me about this job. Yeah, like, I don't know. Go. Maybe that's a thing. But right. You'd be surprised. Holistic nurse practitioner. Then, Hey, rock on. There's cannabis. Right. I have oh, a nurse. Cool. That's a cannabis nurse. And you know oh. what? And she can take it into being a practitioner because that's, that's healing. It's holistic. Exactly. Healing. So right. if it's you want to do that, yeah, yes. rock on with your bad self, you know, because there are so many entities. Our profession is so broad Yes, that you can do whatever you want with it. And that's a, a I'm glad that you mentioned that because it's a beautiful thing because there's so many different areas that you can work in as an NP. And I know that like, just from experience or like family members or some friends or whatever that would just kind of question you whatever you want to do don't even worry about it and it's hard because for me like I would be the one to worry about it but I've come to the point in my life where whatever I do needs to be making good money making people feel better and making myself happy that's it and if whatever other people have to say about you or whatever you're doing doesn't align with that they need to go or you need to put space in between Regardless, you're the one that's going to work every day. You're the one that has to live your life. And if you don't like it because you're doing it for somebody else, it's not worth it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you have to do your thing. And if you want to go to adult gyro, great. If you want to do pediatrics, great. If you want to do psych, great. If you want to do FMP, great. You're yeah. all needed. Every job is important. So just do what you got to do. I'll never tell anybody that I download like kids. So. <laughs> <laughs> And I that's doubt- why you're not in pediatric. Yeah, I will. Ne- I will neither confirm nor deny <laughs> that I download like peeps. Okay, but you got to do you boo. Like you've got. Yeah, to. I mean, a to. couple of people that I work with in the ER will probably rat me out and say <laughs> she totally loves peeps, but. I will neither <laughs> confirm nor deny. Right. We are but, in a neutral state of mind. Okay? <laughs> we're in a neutral state of mind. <laughs> but I, I totally, I totally agree with with Natalie, and you know, we we love everybody and all the the specialties that they are and yep. when I see everybody go into like all these different specialties I'm like I want to do that yeah I know I like, want to do I was that originally looking for jobs <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like I've never even heard of that that's so yeah, great I'm like, like, what, like, what the heck that? electrophysiology I'm like, I'm like that hey. yeah I look at <laughs> it and I'm like how much how much time does that take like, right I'm like do I need to go back to school like do I need to change my career <laughs> like you know what no, but like there's so many specialties I that I had no idea you? I am not even hating on the fact that whoever chooses what they want to do they do it because guess what right. they have the tenacity and they have the drive right. like honestly when I look at what the requirements are and what they have to do I'm right. like mm, we're done mm, right like I'm done <laughs> Right. Because I, I entertain, I'm not going to lie that I entertain psych nursing because yeah. I like psych for like psych. quite cool. some time. But when I realize that it is going to require me to take an exuberant amount of time away from trying to work and yeah, um, look for clinicals again and do it all over again, 
I you already did it. So I already did it, but I wanted to dedicate a little bit more time to myself mm-hmm. and being out there and working because I've already taken so much time away from working that right. I want to be able to be in the field and start to work again to try to um put hours into eventually being autonomous so by me trying to do this again it it would take time away from that but i appreciate the fact all these nurses that want to go into electrophysiology into holistic and the fact that it's an option aesthetic yes honestly i had no idea like honestly like even before maybe like five years ago i didn't even know what an np was to be totally honest like what is that or pa like what what is that but it's incredible our position as a mid-level provider and so many specialties you can get into there's bound to be something that you everyone likes you know what I mean you're bound to find something wow so don't hate on each other for picking something because if you can't do it then hush yeah (laughs) pass pass the the torch pass the torch to somebody else right like for me like I would never ever hate on yeah positions I couldn't do it if my life depended on it, I could not. But if and someone wants to do it, go for it. I we need people. Think that I couldn't I do that. I didn't think that you were the that I was gonna what do ortho. To be honest with you, oh. I you know what? Like I think my 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 top would have been. Um, I really like aesthetics, dermatology, ortho, and peds. So that was definitely on my top list. So I'm happy that I've gotten over there but no I I just thought I like my school did a workshop on it it said it was a pretty relatively straightforward field I'm like send me up yeah, <laughs> and you know what <laughs> and we're we're at a prime in our in our career so it's like I I say to everybody we could never say never you know we're, we're still fresh in our field never yep. say never doors and doors are not closed they're just no. opening for all of us right so, and I think um, also too like when people are wanting to get because like with you reading the forms and stuff that people are not getting the jobs that they want or they haven't found something, you know, I think at the end of the day, time is going to pass on. And I think it's important, even if it's not your forever job to start getting into places to have experience. And then you can pretty much almost guarantee that people are going to come contacting you later on. So like, it's not a matter of just waiting for you to find the perfect job. Not everyone's going to get the perfect job on the first try. You know what I mean? But have your experience, keep pushing just because like, I know a lot of people are into aesthetics. It's very hard to get into, you know, but does it mean that a year or two from now that you're not going to get it? These jobs are like, once they're taken, it doesn't mean that they're going to last. Some people don't last or whatever. So keep fighting for your dreams. Don't give up. But don't at the same time, just wait there and have time go by with no experience. Exactly. Don't give up. Exactly. Just work and don't give up. Just put it on hold. Right. Yeah. Just think that whatever specialty it is, you're gaining some money, you're gaining some experience, and then eventually you'll get there. But don't give up just because you didn't find it on the first try. But, you know, just Agreed. be aware that you do need experience at some point because then they're going to be like, well, how come it took so long for you to, you know, find a job? Just be <laughs> like, aware of that. Like, too. what the heck were you doing? Right. So if you're not <laughs> in their dream specialty or dream job or dream location or whatever it is, start working, do something now. You know what I mean? Obviously not something that's going to, you know, affect your mental health or anything, but like do something now. You have to just start and then it'll come sooner than you think. Agreed. Agreed. Well, I loved that we touched on this episode today and I love that we got to talk about what you're doing and what I'm looking forward to. I'm so excited. 
I hear about everything. Oh my God. We're going to touch on that next week. Um, we're hopefully going to have uh, a speaker next week. Um, Mm -hmm. she is, uh, ERNP and she has an extensive history in her uh, nurse practitioner career. So I'm looking forward to hearing from her as well. Um, so Thank you for joining us on today's podcast. Yes, we love um, that you're listening. And if yes. you have any questions or anything, you can leave a comment. You can go to our Instagram and P's Injecting the Tea and either DM us or leave a comment in one of the photos or whatever. Yes. We're not <laughs> yeah, we're not picky at all. And thank you. Um, Stalula has a uh, Stalula, sorry, Stalula Stella has been leaving comments on our Spotify because you can leave us comments for some crazy reason, not on Apple, obviously, and not on um, Anchor, well, actually on through Anchor, but on Spotify and on our Instagram. And you can even email us if you want. Right. Leave us um, comments, suggestions. I know that some people have questions about soap notes. We'd be more than happy to answer any questions that you may have. So any suggestions or comments or questions, and just answer, to also throw yeah, it out there, if there's a question that you have and you're embarrassed to ask it, you can always DM us or email us. We won't say your name and ask us questions that way. And we'll just talk about it on the podcast because I know for me, like it's, <laughs> I'd be embarrassed to ask certain questions. So yeah. don't and feel we, bad. Don't it's feel not a big bad. deal. Just DM yep. us. You don't we have to know. Not, you won't say your name. We do not have to no. mention your name no. at all. No. Um, at all we no, are just at all. so happy and proud of you know like what your accomplishments are and what your journey is you know like right. i'm proud of salula and what she's doing and yes. I'm, I'm, at the same time she was one of our um giveaway winners yes. so that's why i felt the need to like mention her and at the same time we do have another giveaway coming up hopefully sometime soon so yes just, you know pay attention and yes. um we so like to do you. these every once in a while. Yes, so. every once in a while. It's going to be a good one. Yes. So thank you for joining us today on this beautiful Sunday. I hope you have a good rest of the day in this beautiful weather. And uh, stay tuned. Right, Natalie? But, yes. And you can find us on Apple, Anchor, or Spotify. Exactly. Have a good day, guys. <laughs> have a good one. Bye, guys. Bye.